So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer, and today I have a special guest. Um, it's been a little while since I've had a uh, in-person guest on the show, so I just want to give a shout out and welcome to Nick Essenplayer. Nick is the uh, is a PT and he owns Achieve PT in New Jersey, and uh, Nick is also one of our Platinum Mastermind members, and he's done some really cool things in the last uh, few years, and I wanted to bring him on the show uh, to share about his journey and his lessons and um, some of the things that uh, he has to teach us. So Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Aaron. It's been yeah. a blast. <laughs> it is awesome. It. <laughs> um, let's see what we've been working together. What two and a half years or three? Yeah. I, is it almost three? It's almost three. Yeah. Almost three. Wow. I think it's two, it's two and a half and six months. Like not today, but like in like three days. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like That's mate. Cool. June 26th, I believe, 26th mm -hmm. or something like that. Some close. It's very close. Yep. Okay. We start working together. <laughs> very cool. And so when we started working together like two and a half years ago, can you just like tell us a little bit about like what was going on with you in your in your life, your your business, your career? You know, where were you at that time? And so at that time, I was working part-time in a school district doing just PT for schools. Cause I wanted something that I can help grow the business with. I started the business in January of 2020. Um, so I was in the depths of COVID during that time. And I went to PT BizCon a little bit earlier before that in March. And I was like, Oh, I love this guy. He's great. Read your book, did all that stuff. And I was just at a loss, honestly, because I wanted to, I, would, I didn't like being in the school system. I didn't like the part-time stuff. Like I wanted to stick with what achieve physical therapy was. I wanted to grow it. And I was like, I'm struggling to get patients in. I'm struggling just to find my niche. I'm struggling all this stuff. And I was like, I think this guy, Aaron, can help me. <laughs> I think he can help me do what I need to do. Um, so I was just struggling to just get patients in the doors. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe COVID had a factor in that, but yeah. it was, I needed help. PT BizCon started the help of where to find them because they all spoke about how to find patients even during COVID. And then I was like, but I need more help. And then I called you and I was like, Hey, <laughs> can you help me? And you're like, yeah, let's yeah, do of it. Course. And yeah. it's been, uh, like I said, it's been a great, ever since we started working together, it's been awesome for the two and a half years that we have been working together. It's been great. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So what, um, what led you to like wanting to start a business in the first place, you know, beginning of 2020, you know, what, what was the problems you were having when you were like, all right, I need to so I always had a dislike for, even when I was in school, I always knew I wanted to open up a business, just never knew what, in what capacity. Mm -hmm. um, I always wanted to work for myself. And then I always had a dislike of how orthopedic PT was, at least the clinics I was in. That's why I think it resonated with you so well when I opened up, like, I think it was like the second page of your book. Um, <laughs> it was like treated 23 in the first day, whatever it was. I forget how much it was. I treated insane. 43 patients. Yeah, that was it. And I was like, I know what yeah. he's going through. So <laughs> I've always disliked that. I always disliked the fact that I was just told that's how it was. Like mm -hmm. 
they're like, you have to learn time management because you're going to have to have this happen. And I was like, well, do I though? Never like that. Then I tried doing travel therapy for a little bit, worked out in my favor that didn't work out. Um, did it for about eight months to 10 months, try to find a location in Massachusetts to go to. Um, but at that time it was like Medicare cuts were happening. So I couldn't find anything because no one knew how many, how much money they would make if they want to take a travel guy on. So I couldn't find anything, came back home to New Jersey. And I remember talking to my now fiance. I was like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, you always want to start a business. Why not start it now? And I was like, all right. But I didn't have that mindset of business first. I was like, mm -hmm. I need a part-time job first and then the business. And that's how I ended up in the school system and starting the business on the side. And I was like, no, I want to go all in. I have to go all in. This is, this is what I want to do. And I want to give people the care they want. Um, and then slowly, slowly but surely achieve PT became what it is now, yeah, which is yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, before we talk about what it is now and what you're doing now, I just want to know, like, what was the thing that gave you the confidence to quit the school system and go all in on your business? You, <laughs> I know it sounds like cliche, yeah. but it was pretty much, it was your teaching of that. It can be done and using the formulas of to help get patients in the door and all that stuff really helped build my confidence of like, okay, I can do this. You know, it, it just built my confidence. of like, I believe in myself. Someone else believes in me. It's shown time again, that it's going to work and mm -hmm. I just need to do it. So it's mainly that. And just like you always tell us, take action yeah. and just showing up every day. And I was like, you know, this is the catalyst it's either. And then another guy that I was working on at that time, he's a business owner of his own. He's like, at some point you have to sink or swim. And that mm -hmm. like resonated with me as well. I was like, you know what? I could half-ass it for the next three years and see, be like, okay, or I could sink or swim. And even if you sink, eventually you got to come to the top. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right? So, he's like, you'll find your way out. It's just, you got to keep swimming towards the top then. So yeah. um, I just bit the bullet and did it. That's awesome. Was it something that um, you remember that I specifically said, or that you read, or, you know, like, do you remember like what it was where you're like, oh, you know, this is, this is what I got to do. Um, it was pretty much re going through the transformation of uh, selling the transformation and teaching people you're not selling them PT anymore. That resident, that was it. It was like, right. And then when, as much as I put my head against the wall and I really wanted to just not niche down and you're like, you have to niche down. That was the other one. And it's like yeah. niche down. And I was like, yeah, but I want to treat and save everybody. And now you can see by like, when I talk to anybody in anything, I'm like, niche down, just do it. Trust me. <laughs> right. that, that made the biggest difference. Everything yeah. helps after you know who exactly you're targeting and what you want to help them with. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell me, um, I want to get into a couple of those things, but tell me like, where are you right now with your business? Um, I know you've got some, uh, big wins, uh, that you've celebrated recently that we talked about, like, mm -hmm. you know, can you just give us a little update? Like, where are you doing right now? Um, what's your business look like? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, business is consistently growing. I'm in two locations, which is great. Potentially going to a third location, depending on how things work out with that. My dream of having three locations is actually going to happen just maybe a little bit differently than I thought, but that's okay. I am launching a podcast to really promote more of what I believe in and the resilience aspect of that. I'm getting into more of the social media aspect of getting more followers there and trying to create the discord group for that, continually grow that to help more people and reach out to 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people to show them that their body's resilient and just keep building on there. I recently bought a house, which is huge. That's like the big win for the year. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, so that's what I was really, thinking about. <laughs> yeah. That's the big one. Um, yeah. so business is going so well that I was able to afford to help my fiance buy a house and literally just we're in there every day working on it. And it's great. I mean, it's a, it's stressful, but I'm like, it's a good stressor. I should be lucky to have a stress like this. Yeah. Cause I remember one of the first calls we did, you mm -hmm. were like, Mike, Aaron, my goal is to buy a house, you yep. know, and you're like, yes. I live in Northern New Jersey. Yes. You know, yes. stuff isn't cheap there. And <laughs> I was like, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Right? And we did. And yeah. as much as I was like, oh, is it going to showed up every day and lo and behold, it's January and I have a house to live in and it's great. And slowly but surely that's going to be like, get better and better and keep yeah. building up from there. So like, that's the huge win for, since we started working together, to be honest, cause I didn't know if I was going to be able to, or we were going to be able to, but Hey, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that's really great. And it changes. I'm just that one thing changes a ton of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's also that win is like so big that you just keep compounding it. And now I wanted, not that I didn't want to do better before, but it's like, Hey, I can do this. I got to grow more. I want to be able to provide more. I want to be able to help more. I want to be able to do more. And it's like, okay, well now I can, because mm -hmm. it's like you did one goal. I can do bigger goals. Cause now you have to just set another goal. Yeah. So then it's like either buy a bigger house is the next goal or, you know what I mean? <laughs> Things like that. Just keep building on top of it. That's awesome. What you said, like, I think one of the big turning points was your niche. Like mm -hmm. there was at some point where you're like, I just want to help everybody or all yeah, orthopedic yeah. stuff. So like what was happening then? And, and what'd you, what'd you do to figure out your niche? So then I was treating, I guess you could say my USP was, um, helping active individuals find the connection between their mind and body, which mm -hmm. it's like, okay, great. But like, what the hell are active individuals in that aspect? That's everybody. Yeah. Like you, you, I could walk out here and tell somebody like, Hey, do you consider yourself active? And they're like, yeah. And they could just walk, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I had, I think a few months after that, I had shirts made up and I worked with uh, my fiance's dad about like, he's my graphic designer. And I was like, I want the logo to say achieve and resilience and something like that. Cause that's really what I believe in. And so he came up with the logo that's achieve resilience. And I'm like, this is, this is it. This is what I want. And then it brought me back to okay, where do I find people that are resilient? Because I, I remember a patient way back when, when I first started practicing, old me who was like, oh, you shouldn't do anything that your doctor doesn't say you should. You know, you're just out of school. You're like, no, you have to do what they say. And it was a triathlete. And if you've ever worked with a triathlete before, they're, they're crazy. Kona is like the big thing. Like they got to do Kona. Um, and she had, she already had fusions of her cervical spine she was coming for her lumbar spine, had other issues going on, all this stuff. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And she's like, yeah, I want to do Kona one more time. And I'm like, no, like, just no. <laughs> I was like, you, you can't, your doctor said you got to save those miles and blah, blah. And like, you know, I'm a new grad, like, yeah, don't really have my confidence yet. Or be like, ah, that doesn't make sense. Don't really have my, like the, the wherewithal with, to know. And I was like, no, no. So like the whole time we're treating together, it's a while. And she's like, you know, I really want to do it. And I was like, you got to stop having this conversation with me. And so towards the end, I was like, okay, let's see, come up with an idea. Let's figure it out. Maybe we can come up with something that can be similar, or maybe you could be a biathlete or mm -hmm. something like that. 
She's like, no, I really want to do Pona. And then she came in one day, the last day on her discharge day, I remember. She's like, hey, I got an idea and I'm going to do Kona. And I was like, how? I was like, I, just tell me how. And she's like, I'll save my miles for races. Um, I'll train in the pool. I'll run in the pool. I was like, what? That's genius. And she's like, yeah, I'll use the buoyancy of that to take the pressure off my, my um, the implants for the surgery and the, the steel and all that stuff. I'll train in the pool. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I started like sparking my brain. I was like, that's everyone's resilient and they're going to do what they want to do, whether I'm on board or not. So mm -hmm. I better get on board to show them how they can safely do it. And that kind of just like sparked in my brain, like, this is what I envision my company to be. And then when he showed me the logo of achieve resilience, I was like, that's it. And then now at that time, I want to say it was September last year, I was working with a power lifter. And I knew about powerlifting. Like September, uh, I'm going to go back because it's 2023. So September 2021. Yes, 2021. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, working with a powerlifter, I knew about powerlifting. I knew about CrossFit. Uh, I was a bodybuilder. And talking to him and like listening to like the stuff he's working through and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, I got to get to know more of these powerlifters. <laughs> and then get to know more of these. And I knew bodybuilders are already resilient because they'll just work through everything. They just want to mm -hmm. keep training at best as possible and stuff. And I started to get to know the powerlifters more. And I was like, these are my people. These are the resilient people I'm looking for because they want to load up weight onto their backs, lift heavy weight and do it whether they feel pain or not. And they're the resilient people I want to like help. And I was like, that's my niche. I was like, this is who I'm speaking to. I want to help these people. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I remember when you finally like that, that thing came through, like, what is it? The, the, the idea the the switch flipped and it made yeah. a big difference in your business. Oh yeah. Yeah. It grew rapidly from there because yeah. Yeah. the market message match that you always teach us about was there. I knew what I wanted to post on social media. I knew what I want to help with and I knew how to help them with, um, their issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, boom, I believe in you. I believe I can help you. And now look at what we're going to do. And we're going to do this, this, and this. And guess what? You will compete on the platform and you will step on stage and you will do all this stuff. We just have to do these other exercises to help you do it. Yeah. That's awesome. So for people like me who like the gym, like I go to the gym and I work out, but I, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not really a sports ball player. I'm an endurance athlete, right? What's yeah, there some yeah. bodybuilding and powerlifting and Olympic lift. I mean, what's the quick and dirty, maybe other physical therapists know this, but I know a lot of them probably are like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, there's so discipline, I, three different disciplines of, of, of strength training. They are, they're completely different. So like bodybuilding deals with hypertrophy more just to get the bigger muscles, grow the muscles bigger. Um, and it's all about aesthetics. That's all it's about is how good can I look on stage as depleted as possible? Um, that's what that one's about. So it's about a lot of volume of work. So like you're doing six sets of 12, you're doing a drop sets, you're doing crazy amounts of volume to get muscles rebuilding, to grow them. So you get more hypertrophy and grow the muscles more. Now, powerlifting is more of a just barbell, like barbell work. So squat, bench, deadlift are the three main lifts that they all do. And they just focus on those three lifts only. Um, now there's variations of this list to improve the main three, but mainly when you're on the platform and competing, you're seeing how much you can bench, how much you can squat and how much you can deadlift. And there's a whole bunch of different rules to it of like depth and positioning and where you're like all these different little aspects of it that are minor details. But the main three is focusing on squat, bench, deadlift, and power, power mm -hmm. output. 
how quickly can you perform this movement and how fast and how much weight can you lift at the same time? Yeah. And then crossfitters are like Ollie lifters, which are Olympic lifters where they do snatches and cleans and all that stuff, but they do it to a timed based right. thing. <laughs> it's a little bit different in that because theirs is more speed oriented plus power, but more speed oriented, we would say. Yeah. Right on. Cool. So are there like personality differences between bodybuilders and powerlifters? And one reason you chose powerlifting versus sticking with bodybuilding, which is the thing that you did. Um, I think there's more of the drive to with powerlifters. I've noticed there's more, I don't know, actually, I mean, maybe there's more to work through things. Um, but since the powerlifters focus on lifting mainly those three lifts, it has been easier to tell them like, Hey, you need to do this. Whereas, and I did it myself when I was bodybuilding, I just stopped doing exercises because mm. there's 15 other machines you can use to hit the same muscles. So I'll right. just stop doing the one that hurt me. Mm-hmm. So I found that. And then I would, when I work with the bodybuilders, I'm like, Hey, you probably should start using this one again and we can get it pain-free because it will help grow this muscle or like, they're, you know, they're like, Hey, how do I get my outer chest bigger? Well, you need to be doing dips or yeah, dips would be one. And it's like, well, they hurt me. Well, we can get that pain-free. So you can do the dips. So mm-hmm. like they're, they, cause they can work around it where powerlifters can't really work around those three lifts. Cause you right. have to do swap bench and deadlift. Pretty much have like a dead, you know, you got to do, if you can't, if it hurts to do a deadlift, yeah. you can't go use a different machine oriented to gravity in a different way to make it. So it's easier. Yeah. You can use a different bar, but yeah. you can't compete with that bar. So if you still want to compete, you're going to have to get back under the bar at some point. Right. right. No, that makes sense. So, okay. So that, that's Aaron's tangent. <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to like, I've squatted, deadlifted and snatched, but they're not my favorite with a bar. I mean, yeah. whatever, like I'm, I'm more of kettlebells and bicycles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, let's see. So you're, you've got a niche and mm-hmm. it starts like you, you decide, okay, we're going to, I'm going to work with power lifters and, and, and weight lifters. Like what changed? Like what, what, what happened? Like, how did you know that that was the right move? How did you know that was the right uh, decision to make? When I think go back to, yeah, right. Go back to 2021. Like what, what did you, how did you know? One meeting the people that I was going to be worked with working with, I think that helped like the, the kid that I was working on just listening to him. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm, he came in, he's like, I got this pain. I'm still competing. And I was like, all right, well, all right, let's see what we can do. Like, let's get you out of as much out of pain as we can so you can still compete and then it clicked it like it's just it's these are the people that i want to help because they'll they'll work through it the question is do they have to mm-hmm. you know and that's what kind of like still stuck with me it was like you don't have to like when i hear them like oh this constantly hurts it doesn't have to constantly hurt <laughs> we can figure out why it hurts and we can figure out what to do to improve it whether it's a loading thing whether it's just a little efficiency thing of a muscle like and that's where like a lot of my terminology has changed. And I, I just, a lot of it comes down to how efficient you're being. Mm-hmm. And it's like one degree in things like this is huge. And so I'm yeah. like, maybe something moved one degree the wrong way and you felt it. Well, can we fix that? Do you know? Right. Um, and that's where it kind of, I was like, this is the people that I know I can help more. And it kind of stuck with me of they'll work through it, but I don't want them to have to. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was, well- that was it. It almost sounds like in the same way you moved one degree with your niche from active people yeah. to power lifters. Yep. And it made a big difference. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, 
I don't know if you told us it. I don't know. If, I think I heard it in school as well. But like one degree is the difference between simmering and boiling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just one degree and then poof, everything takes off. And that's yeah. all you need sometimes is that one degree of either it can go good or really bad. And that's right. what I did. I took my active individuals and and then I, when I get the phone call, of like, hey, I see you work with powerlifters and bodybuilders, but I have knee pain and I'm just a regular gym. Pro. I was like, oh, I can help you. Yeah, of course I can. <laughs> like, uh, is it? Did, did they say I'm a regular gym bro? <laughs> just, I have gotten that. Like, I just I just like to work out like regularly. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. No, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can help you. And they're yeah. like, oh, OK, cool. I just want to make sure I was like, yeah, I can. Yeah. And I think that's also helped me get more phone calls whether they all convert or not is relevant. It's still the spending time on the phone of, mm-hmm. Hey, I see you work with this. So that means they took the time to look into what you're doing. Right. Like went to your website, did all that stuff. And they still were interested. Mm-hmm. And, and, so and wouldn't you agree that, I mean, I think that some people think that like we, we hinted about like the more narrow your niche, mm-hmm. it, you're, you're not excluding people. You're yeah. um, positioning yourself as more of an expert. You know, yes. but everyone thinks they're just going to exclude others. But what you're saying yeah. is other people are still coming to you and saying, Hey, can you help me? Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time when I'm like rock climbing, people are like, Hey, I got the shoulder. I'm like, Hey, yeah, try this, you know, but yeah. they're like, well, you work with these. I was like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, like I can help you. Don't worry. Uh, it's just, you specialize in something because that's where a lot of your focus is, but it doesn't mean your, your broad picture of what you can do as a therapist is limited, helps you as a therapist, figure out where you're going, who you want to help. And it makes work more enjoyable. That, that's the best part. Yeah. I think I've, I've said this, you've probably heard me say it. And um, I've learned this from my mentors. Uh, if you market to um, everyone, you market to no one. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how long it took me to actually listen to you say that? <laughs> and I've said it to people multiple times. It was like, you've marketed everyone, you market to nobody. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I was not listening. I mean, I was listening, but I wasn't. I was like, active people, that is a niche. And then I was like, okay, it's not. And then when I actually niche down, then things start taking off. Cause then you're not clouded with, I want to do a post about running today. I want to do a post about this today. Like, it's like, no, I want to, Hey, you're having trouble benching. Try this. Right. Yeah. That's (laughs) awesome. And totally directs your marketing, your social media, your, your output, your, Mm -hmm. you know, your conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's awesome. One of the, um, let's see what, so just talking about marketing, like, What's some of the things, uh, the most, uh, what's one of the, um, I don't know, your best, easiest, I want to say easy because nothing's easy, <laughs> you know, but what's one of the most effective ways that you um, market your business to get new patients in the door? Uh, I say this to everybody and you hear me say it to in the group, I just show up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just go to things where I find that powerlifters are at. I go to meets. Um, I try to reach out to meet directors. Uh, if there's a meet at a gym that I go to or that I know I can go help up, out, like I'll message a director and say, Hey, do you need help setting up? And most, who's going to say no to free help? You know right. what I mean? Uh, I think that's, and it's just, you know, you say to us all the time, give just to give, don't give to get just, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the biggest thing. Cause it's like, Oh, Hey, like I think multiple times when I've showed up, someone has asked me some random question about something. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. Like, here's my number. Let's set up a time to call after the meet and we'll go from there. Um, and it's been great. Honestly, I just, I meet so many different people that way, whether they're from New Jersey all over, 
that's where I've gotten, that's where I started thinking like, I got to get it more online because I'm starting to meet people out of state as well. And I'm right. like, okay, how can I help them more? Yeah. That's awesome. And you, just got show a, up. You, you got an invitation to speak at a, some conference on a bodybuilding thing. You know, what was that about and how'd you end up doing that? Oh, so that was, that was for actually prosthetics. Okay. One of my bodybuilders had got amputated. Right. Yes. Yep. That and makes, he, yes, uh, yes. And his, she's actually, done, she's a good friend of mine. Um, we hike together, we do all this stuff. And she's like, Hey, I have a conference. Um, do you want to speak about what blood flow restriction can do for, um, amputees? And I was like, hell yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. Why not? Uh, just showing a different avenue of how this can help that them. So like that was just an opportunity just from niching down again into bodybuilding and powerlifting just getting that one degree over where that opened up another avenue for me to get in front of more people to that. I would never get in front of. And I thought it was mm-hmm. the coolest thing. So I learned, so I learned so much about prostheses that I never knew that I needed to know. And now yeah. I really like, like, wow, this is really cool. Um, so that was awesome. Cause that was my first experience speaking in front of a bunch of people. Um, I think it was like around a hundred people. And I tell you, I ate one, I literally ate string beans. That's it that whole day. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, crap. Like I was so nervous. And, yeah. and then I, I, yeah, I was just too nervous to yeah. actually eat. Are you used awesome. to that being on stage and eating boiled chicken out of a Ziploc bag? Exactly. Right? Yep. That's yeah. So it wasn't new to me to have to perform on nothing, but at the same time, I was like, wow, this is scary. <laughs> it's a yeah. scary thing. That's funny. What, um, what are some of the other like things you're doing to like market your business, build the, you know, whether it's email lists or websites mm-hmm. or you know, social media, what are some of the other things you're doing that, you know, are, are paying off for you? Um, so social media is really paying off for me, to be honest, growing it, being active on it and just posting informative, but educational content too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really what's been the most helpful. Um, and I think I forget where I heard it, but like, I'm not so much focused on the number. It's just the interactions I have with people. So I do like the question Monday. Um, I don't know. You've seen it a few times. Yeah. So every Monday I just hop on and I randomly just started doing it. I was, I don't know why one morning I was like, yeah, let's do questions. Let's see what happens. Right. And then the engagement. And then I would get messages from people like, Hey, like, I really like your questions. They're kind of fun. And I was like, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So I keep doing them every Monday. I have a new question. Sometimes it's fitness related. Sometimes it's irrelevant. Sometimes it's during Christmas time, I was like, what was the worst gift you, best gift you ever got? Like mm-hmm. things like that, but it drives engagement. And then people see the engagement and it shows that you're a human and you're authentic and you're just not only, oh, this person that helps and he wants to help powerlifters and he's trying to, you know, he's only trying to get me to work with him. It's like, no, like right. I'm also a human at the end of the day. Um, so that has helped a lot. Just being more present yeah. on there That's and showing awesome. people. Hey, <laughs> I, I think I responded to the one. It was either this week or last week about gym bros. And, yeah. You know, I was yep. like, oh no, but they were in the club and not the. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the gym bros <laughs> bumping shoulders and stuff. And I was like, I hate to admit it, but I used to be with a crowd of gym bros and stuff yeah. like that in my bodybuilding days. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> so, like in San Francisco, we would go. There was one or two clubs we would go to. They would have like great DJs. But yeah. There were a lot of gym bros there, and they were just very aggro and just like you know. I mean, I'm not a small guy. Yeah, you know, but I get, you know, people bump shoulders with me. I'm like, dude, we're here to chill. Um, yeah. you know, and then my other funny weightlifting story was, you know, I race bicycles, so my legs are really strong. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think I was in there one night and I was doing the leg press machine and I was just loading it up and loading it up. And these, 
these other bros in there we were all focused on backs and you know biceps and triceps yeah yeah, yeah. like oh my god like they, they i saw a couple of them come to get on the machine during my rest and they couldn't move it and i was like <laughs> what's up <laughs> like yes i am strong like because right. you wouldn't like because you are so tall you yeah. wouldn't think like they look at you they're probably ah, oh, what's this like tall scrawny guy gonna do and you're like right. you don't understand my legs are probably stronger than years combined <laughs> yeah yeah it was really funny um you know i know that my legs you know i'm not racing and working my legs out they, they shrunk which is weird you know yeah but i've been doing kettlebells so my my arms are stronger my shoulders yeah, are yeah. bigger than they've ever been which is crazy so yeah. if there's one thing that i think that it's amazing that you're doing and that everyone here listening is like we got to take care of ourselves right mm -hmm. so what do you do like what's your current gym routine you know what are you doing to you know like work out or <laughs> lift weights and stuff these days so i actually am becoming a power lifter now <laughs> whether i say it, whether i want to or not um yeah. the owner of the one gym that i'm at he started programming me and i think it's actually i'm actually thoroughly enjoying it so my lifting schedule has become focusing on squat benching and deadlifting but i still rock climb because that's my love you mm -hmm. know what i mean like i've always weight trained i've always worked out so for me, that's just like a mandatory. Yeah. And then the rock climbing is like the enjoyment. Don't I mean, mm -hmm. I get, I enjoy working out and I enjoy weight training and training for powerlifting, but at the same time, I really, really, really enjoy rock climbing. Yeah. So that's my one, like, that's my thing that I do for fun and I enjoy it. I run here and there for cardiovascular help and go for walks. But, um, the main thing is rock climbing and weight training. That's all, yeah. that's all I really do. That's awesome. That How long have you been uh, rock climbing? Uh, I started in 2019. So four years now. Okay. So yeah. it's been fun. I mean, as first time I went, my cousin took me in Maryland. I was hooked. I was like, that's it. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're rock climbing bros now. That's awesome. <laughs> and it never turned back. It's yeah. fun. Do you go outside or just indoors? I haven't gone outside yet. I've been only indoors. Uh, this March that one of the guys at the gym, he was like, Oh, I'll take you and your fiance outdoors. I'm like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited because it's hard to schedule with my cousin to go outdoors because he's farther away. Mm -hmm. um, but if Leanne goes with me and we go together and we, we know the ropes, how to do outdoor stuff. So yeah. that will help. Um, Cause we got lead climb certified as well, where you clip yourself in as you go up. Right. So that is kind of cool. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> we got some really good uh, rock faces here in North Carolina near, near Greensboro. So next time you're here, think yes. about checking it out. Like uh, I will. Island Mountain, <laughs> Rock. They have some really good stuff and it's 45 minutes away. I'm def definitely going to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Last time I was there, there was like a hurricane coming in. So right. we didn't... <laughs> I couldn't That's spend true. any extra time because I was like, oh, right. There's... I got to get out of here. <laughs> right. Right. Um, man, that's really awesome. Um, okay. So let's see. We got marketing. We got the niche. Um, I think the other thing I want to ask you about, what's your goal? Like you were saying, Hey, we've got, we hit some of your goals, right? Mm -hmm. We hit your, you know, we got you a house, you got you a business. You're not working for someone else. Um, yep. you know, what's, what's next, what's next for Nick. <laughs> so my next big goal is to hire somebody. That's one of my other big goals is to mm -hmm. hire somebody to help grow as well. Um, and become the online presence uh, to help powerlifters, whether, I don't know how that'll look. Like I said, I'm going to launch a discord. I want to launch an app to help with programming of like rehab programming, not their actual programming, but yeah. rehab stuff. Um, and those are the two big things to help grow, achieve and help hundreds of thousands of people. Um, that's how I'm going to do it because I can't only in New Jersey I'm limited to X amount of people. 
if I can get digital, I'm going to do it and grow from there because I got to help as many people as I can. <laughs> Dude, that's dope. That's dope. So do you remember where that, where that came from or when that hit you? It was like, Hey, I can do this. This is the next thing, or this is what I want to do. Cause it's well, changed I, over time. I right? started. Yeah. Cause I was like, ah, only in person for, forever, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then I started re- looking at like numbers wise, cause you make us do numbers. <laughs> and when I would do the numbers of like, not even, I would do the numbers of how much I would make in person if I see this many people, but it wasn't so much how much I could make in person. Cause that's fine. That more than enough to live off of and all that stuff. But I'm like, that's not enough people to help. You know, I'm like, if you see 20 people a week times that by 52, that's 102 people a year, no, 104 people a year. No, maybe a thousand for whatever it is, whatever it is, you know, but I'm like, that's math, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's never going to get, yeah, it's not enough because there's so many other people and you don't, you'd be surprised how many times I still get people coming up to me saying, oh, I just, I was told I can't do that anymore. And you've said that multiple times, like Mm -hmm. people still say that. And I'm like, no, who told you that? That's just wrong. (laughs) Like, you know, or just like, or just stretch it out. It'll go away. Maybe you don't need to stretch. Sorry. Like stretching is not always the answer. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Like never deadlift ever again. Cause you'll explode your back. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And I've seen some like, and that's where the other part is. I've seen some people with what would be considered not perfect form lift some crazy amounts of weight and I'll, mm-hmm. and they're fine because right. their body's used to doing that. So that's what mm-hmm. it is. And I'm like, I got to make sure that everybody knows that they're going to be okay. They don't have to look perfect while they're doing the activity. It just has to be safe because they're used to doing it that way. Right. That's it. Right. Yeah. And that's what creates resilience, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, how do you create resilience in your business? Ooh, good question. Um, is creating a, what is you call? I can't think of what you call it. Um, I'm going to say a surefire product. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, so I know that's not the term you use. I know you have a certain word for it. Um, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the, um, irresistible offer. That's it. Yep. I, yeah. So an irresistible offer and that's, how you do it, but you have to leverage yourself as the expert in one area to create an irresistible offer. Cause you know what those people want and you know what you can get them. So that's where it comes down to. It's always going to come full circle. That's mm-hmm. where the niching it down comes to, because you, if you're helping everybody at the end of the day, how will you be seen as the expert? As just the guy, my friend's the PT that can help you. Maybe you got to be the expert to have that irresistible offer. Cause you can help those people, because you know exactly what they want, what you can get them, more or less time frame wise, because nothing's perfect, but you can figure out time frame wise how quickly they can be back to what they want to do and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And if you can start a business in 2020 and still be here in 2023, that's the other fact. Probably pretty damn resilient. <laughs> I would say so. You just got to show up every day after that. It, it, trust me, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When there were days where I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is insane. COVID is like, and it just drive me crazy because there's something you can't control. Right. You know, I had no control over what was locked down, what wasn't locked down, what the new protocol was, what wasn't the new protocol, no control of any of it. So like, I was like, I don't know what the hell to do here. So I just kept showing up and doing what I could and it's, I survived and now it's time to more than survive and thrive. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Like we just had a meeting last week. We're like, okay, mask optional, (laughs) you know, it's just like, we're still in the, like we're still having to make these decisions around, you know, COVID and masks and it's mm-hmm. not quite done yet, you yeah. know? 
Um, Nick, I, there's always something we talk about on our on our weekly calls. We talk about mm -hmm. wins and lessons. We've talked about some wins, but I'd love for you to, um, you know, sometimes we win and sometimes we learn, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so what are some of the big lessons you've learned um, over the last few years running your business, whether it's personal, uh, professional, or, you know, otherwise? Personal-wise, I'll start with, uh, you have to take care of yourself mentally, physically, and all that stuff, or else everything else kind of falls to the wayside. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't, that, that means working out, that's fine, but it doesn't have to look like mine does. doesn't have to look like Aaron's does because our two wor working outs are completely different. Like yours are kettlebells, mine is weightlifting in the gym and stuff. It's completely different, but you have to take care of yourself that way. And then mentally reading, journaling, um, affirmations, as much as I was like a big, I was like, that stuff doesn't work. No, no, no. It just helps. It's not even so much if it, you believe it works or not. It's the, the as Bedros actually says, it, the morning routine is what helps you because then you have something to do when you wake up in the morning, it gets you going for the day. And then the rest of your day is already started, mm -hmm. you know, because you, you're already up, you did four to five things. Your brain started going because you had to write things down. You brain dumped everything. You maybe you journaled, you read some affirmations, but at that point you've already, I've learned that when I do that, I'm at my best during the day. When I don't do that and I just lounge around in the morning, I'm, my brain seems all foggy and I can't seem like, oh, what did I want to do today? What did I want to get done today? Even with the planner, I'll use a planner and I'll still be like, well, it's a plant. It's a piece of paper. Like I don't have to like, <laughs> you know, so that's definitely the biggest lesson I learned personally was take care of yourself because the rest will fall into play. Cause if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't show up for your business. Mm -hmm. um, then professionally, the biggest thing was don't be afraid to sell your product because it's not sales. It's right. not like they're buying a used car or a lemon or something like that. You're selling them a transformation to something they actually want. And I think we get caught up in that and you've helped me with that. You get caught up in the fact of like, oh, I don't want to seem salesy. You're not, you're, you're giving them what they want. You just have to tell them how you're going to do it. And that's a sale. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's, we could use whatever word we want. We could call it like, I don't know tumbling for all that we care, you know, it's the same concept, but if it, I think the word sales gives a negative connotation to it, but it's not negative. That's like right. the biggest lesson I've learned is there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a term that people don't like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is it in the, so this is great. So in the sales process that you use, what's the thing that makes it uh, feel not salesy to you? Or what was the lesson or thing that you learned that you're like, Oh, this isn't sales. This is you know, helping someone get what they want. Uh, it, it was partially what you talk about is getting to their why. Mm -hmm. And also the, the, uh, whatever book it was, uh, never split the difference. Um, awesome book, yeah. <laughs> um, was same thing. Like he doesn't say get to their why, but understand the true reason why they're in front of you. And it's literally just letting them talk and listen and listening and ask questions and facilitate the conversation. Uh, a while back, I don't know if you remember, someone asked like, what's the difference between an evaluation and we'll say discovery visit or whatever you want to call that, TBD, whatever it is. Um, and it was like the discovery visit or the first little consultation thing, that's all about them. It's their mm -hmm. why. I mean, I watch you move a little bit, but I really just want to know why. Why is right. it so important to you? That's what, that's what takes away the salesy aspect of it, because it's like, no, no, no. All I'm doing is helping you get to here. Mm -hmm. And that's helped me. Cause that's like, okay, I'm not, 
selling you a product. I'm selling you a result because your why is to lift heavy weights. All right. So yeah. you want to lift heavy weights. This is what we're going to do. You need this much time. It's going to be this program. And how do you want to proceed? And why is <laughs> lifting heavy weights so important? Yeah, because that's, it makes me feel powerful. Whatever they say, it's like, yes. So, yes. so you can still, still feel powerful. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what took away the whole sales aspect of it. Yeah. Or well, yeah. the feeling of sales, we'll say. Right, right. And that's important. I think a lot of people you know, get triggered by money and sales because they've had bad experiences with it. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I feel like if we think physical therapy is the solution, then it's our ethical responsibility to learn how to sell people mm -hmm. physical therapy. Because yeah. if, the only reason it would be unethical is if we didn't think physical therapy is what they needed. Exactly. And that's part of my freezing is, Hey, you want to come in for I charge for my discovery visit, $79 discovery visit. Um, we'll go through everything. And at the end, I will tell you one, if I can even help you and you need my help or two, um, if you need my help, payment plan options for you and all of that stuff. And I will say there have been times where I've had people go through their initial and I was like, yeah, honestly, especially in my world, mm -hmm. I'm like, you're just in you're literally just in prep and you have two weeks left. You just got, you're just having normal aches and pains. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes that's all they need. They, all they need to be told is that's okay. Yeah. And then if something sneaks up and I've had the, like later on down the line, then they call me like, Hey, I really need help with this. I was like, okay, great. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's the honesty of just being like, like you said, the ethical thing of selling them if it's what they need. Right. Right. And I can also see that like your two weeks, into a, you know, before an event, like, I don't really want to do too much. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. You don't want to do too much. You don't want to throw off their programming. You don't want to do too much tissue deformation or mobilization or anything like that. Cause you really don't want to do much. So it's like, Hey, yeah, I can't really do much for you. You don't really need me. You're just feeling like you've been there when you were racing bikes, yeah. you're up, yeah. you're getting close to a meet, uh, a race. You probably felt like completely another garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like garbage a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're like, do I get, and like, since I'm around people, they think I can, they might need help, but I'm like, you don't need help. You're okay. But we'll see what happens after the meet. And that's what I say. I was like, listen, here's my number. Yeah. I'll watch you compete. I'll do all that stuff. And then afterwards, a week after, after things calm down, your CNS kind of regulates. When you get back to working out, let's retouch base and see what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. If it's yeah. still lingering, then let's get up. Let's take care of it. If it's not, I'll see you next time. Like whatever it is, I'll see you at the gym right. and all that. Right. And I do think some of that is people are scared, right? Mm -hmm. About yeah. like, oh, so-and-so had a herniated disc and now I'm feeling something in the back that must be a herniated disc. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I can't. And it's really, it's just their body's stressed and they're on yeah. the edge of, you know, the stress where you're supposed to be when you're training. Yes. You and know? most people are not training and making a living. So you have other stressors. Right. <laughs> you know, you have job stressors, family stressors, and you're trying to be competitive in a sport. Right. Like, yeah, There's those things add up. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> they add up. Yeah, they do. It's pretty crazy. Um, awesome, Nick. Well, um, let's see. Uh, one last, one last question. Um, if there's something, if there's some other word of wisdom or thing that you think someone else who's got a business, um, you know, needs to hear or, you know, some other thing else you want to share something I didn't ask you, like, mm -hmm. do you know what, do you have anything? Is there something else that you think is important for people to understand? Um, building off the niching down. Yeah. 
don't worry about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in our group, someone posted like, hey, where can I find information about benching? And I was like, you know enough to look at someone's bench and be like, hey, like you don't have to know the nitty gritty, but like, don't be, don't worry about imposter syndrome. If you have a niche that you love treating, the rest will flow in because you actually truly call about it and you're really passionate about it. It just clicks in your brain. Mm-hmm. So don't, the imposter syndrome is something I still struggle with, but I just, you know, it, yeah. like you make us show up every day. So I just deal with it. at right. this point. Right. I mean, to be fair, I still have it sometimes like, who am I? You exactly. Know, that, yeah. that all this is happening and these people are listening to me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. But yeah, but like, it, that's the thing. And, you know, is it with, with that, you have to understand that as we share the wins and lessons, other people get to learn from it and that's mm-hmm. valuable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, you're joining us at PT BizCon. Um, yes. Not only to uh, attend, but to speak this year, right? Yes, it will be. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. So if yeah. someone is like never heard of PT BizCon, like I'll tell, I can, they can learn more about it at PT BizCon, but you've attended for the last three years, I think. Uh, it would two be years? two years and this yeah. will be the third. Yeah. This will be the yeah. third. So what is it that you got out of the event and why should someone attend? So first PT BizCon was virtual. That's the only reason why, to be honest with you, the only reason why I went, because that year I was supposed to be in, I was going to go to Rochester to celebrate uh, something with my fiance's family. And I saw it switch to virtual. I was like, I'll be there. Let's do it. I can do a virtual thing. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome because you learned that one without even knowing who you were, just reading your book and stuff. It was like, this is great. There's all these people that are successful doing what I want to do in their own capacity. If they can do it, I can do it. The community, even on zoom, the community was great. Everyone was engaged. Everyone was enjoyed all the speakers. Everyone was active. And you learn a lot about how you can truly follow your dreams, whether it's in-person physical therapy, whether it's online marketing, whatever it may be, you actually like learn a lot from it. And it's not just your simple, like, Oh, here's a PT thing. Like here's the new research based on PT. No, this is actually teaching you how to, Things we're not taught, how to run a successful business, how to get patients in the door, how to, like we just said, not feel salesy, to give them the ethical obligation to work with you and how to be successful at it and in different avenues. Because every time you've had some amazing speakers there that have talked about all different things and it's all come down to how to be successful in all aspects of field. Because like every time I don't, Bedros talks last two years, I was like, I'm pumped. This guy is it. And then Greg Todd would talk and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy too. Like they just teach you different ways of how to be successful and tell you their stories. So you learn a lot of different stories and it really resonates with you. The fact that when you're going through a hard time, like I was going through COVID, like just trying to keep a business afloat and work part-time. And I didn't enjoy that. These people also have their struggles and they made it out. Okay. So it kind of lights that fire under your butt. Like if they can do it too, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the main thing. Every each year, I've, it's gotten great. Like I was like, this is amazing. This is awesome. Yeah, so awesome. I'm I'm amazed to see what this year will be because this is the first one in person, right? Yeah, this is the first yeah. one in person. It the first year in 2020, I'd planned it in person and had to move it to virtual like eight days ahead. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, so it's going to be in person. I think it's going to be great. And oh yeah, I mean, you you know the difference between our mastermind meetings that were on mm-hmm. Zoom and in person. It's like it's just a different game. Yeah. Right. The energy is, I mean, a hundred times better. Yeah. So I can only imagine what that, the energy is there already 
with the virtual event, I can only imagine what it's going to be for the actual event. I'm pumped. Uh, my VIP guest is really pumped to come with me. Uh, so awesome. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> That's cool. Do you know what you're going to talk about? We still need to work on that. We do. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to talk more or less like we talked about here is about really niching down and overcoming the imposter syndrome of mm -hmm. like, who am I and all that stuff. And just talk about how that can really help facilitate you growing your business. Dude, because that'd be great. Yeah. Cause I think every time I look back, like what, what you always ask me, what was the catalyst? And it was like niching down and it sounds so dumb, but like, I don't think people truly understand. And I see the questions a lot in our, the groups and I'm like, where do they shop? What do they do? What do they like? What is their favorite pre-workout? At least in my world, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> these are the things you want to know. So when they're like, Oh, like you want to understand them. So when they're talking to you, you're not sitting there with a the blank face. Like, Oh, you tried that you, what did you think of that pre-workout? So your conversations become more normal than not just, I'm your PT. I'm going to fix your shoulder. You need to work with me. Mm -hmm. It's a natural flowing of, Hey, like, yeah, you went, Oh, you went to that meet. Did you see so-and-so lift that much weight? Oh my gosh, that was wild. You know, you have a normal flow of your conversation and it's like, Oh, back to like, what's going on with you? You know, it makes yeah. you feel more human because you can really relate to them. So you shop at the same store, same stuff, you know, like, yeah. Hey, do you like that pair of Evos? You mean, you even talked about, it. I was like, Hey, do you right. like your zero shoes and yeah. stuff like that? You know, like it makes it more personable. Right. And that's why I think I, and I still about. haven't made that video. Every time I, talk, <laughs> I was like, I need to make a video on the zero shoes. I, I need to do it. So, but yeah, it's dude, that's awesome. I'm super excited. And, um, We'll, we'll catch up sometime in the next few weeks and, and zero okay. in on that. Or even okay. we can chat when I see you in a few weeks in Denver. Okay. Um, but uh, thank you for being a guest on the show, man. This has thank been you. really awesome. I thank yeah. you so much for having me. I, I, I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. This is, this is great. And it's been great getting to know you over the last few years and see you grow your business. And I'm excited for what's to come next. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, hold on a second. I mean, to do that. Oh, there we go. So uh, this has been the Cash Pizza Lunch Hour podcast with Aaron LeBauer and Nick Essenplayer. Um, don't forget to niche down. You know, if you market everyone, you market to no one and get your ticket to PT BizCon. It's ptbizcon.com. Go there right now. Um, get your ticket. You can get, you can bring a BOGO guest. Um, so that means uh, buy one, give one. So bring a business partner, spouse, um, friend, colleague, someone you think needs to be there. Um, you can gift them a ticket, uh, but that will only be available for a limited amount of time. I'm not exactly sure when this you'll be listening to this episode, um, but make sure you go there. There should be a link below. If not, message me on Instagram and uh, be sure to niche down, take action, share your wins and lessons, and I'll see you on the next show. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you grow your physical therapy business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book. It's the roadmap to launch, grow, and scale your physical therapy business. Just go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's cashptblueprintbook.com. Just cover shipping and we'll send out to you ASAP. Number two, join our Cash PT Blueprint case study program. We're putting together a new coaching case study program this month. And if you'd like to work with me to launch a six-figure cash practice in just 90 days, send me a message over on Instagram. Find me at Aaron LeBauer on Instagram and send me a message with just the words blueprint. And we'll get back to you with all the details. Or number three, if you're an established PT business owner, 
and you want to work directly with me and my team to take your business to multiple six and seven figures, just send me a message over on Instagram with the word private. And I'll get back to you with the details about that program too. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast.